she was like, Alex, what the hell? Like, I'm starting to be like, what is it? Like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. Nothing, it's, it's fine. Wrong. It's fine. I just, I just, I, <laughs> you know what? Never mind. <laughs> so finally, I think she kind of knew at that point. She was like, well, are you gay? And I was like, yes. Yes. You said it. Yes. That word. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. I'm. Say whatever you want. This is your podcast. Okay, I wanted to say that we just recorded Meredith's coming out story. We're gonna record mine. Um, and you know, like I'm a little concerned about how it's gonna be received because so far our only listener, our cat Ivy, has absolutely no show no interest in the topic. She's passed out under the desk right now. So hopefully that doesn't mean that you guys won't care. I mean, I don't know if cats can be gay or if she's just really tired. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that was like mid-story and she was like... Yeah, it was a little rude, but you held it together. Let's see if she has anything to say for herself. Ivy? I don't know. She Nothing. peeped. <laughs> but she's getting spayed tomorrow. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. We're we're debating as to whether I learned that there's apparently some sort of um surgery shirt, medical pet shirt. Medical pet shirt. I didn't know that existed either. You you wear instead of or you put on your you don't wear it, your cat wears it or your dog um to cover up the wound so that they can't like lick it instead of wearing a cone. There are some interesting um styles online <laughs> yeah they're it's gonna look good there was one that we saw with the dog and it had like pants oh it was weird it was like just the back half or like one front <laughs> leg but it had but it, there were suspenders because yeah. the pants need to stay yeah, up i'm like i don't know that's kind of gangster i like it <laughs> anyway we're debating so we talked to the vet we'll see what's gonna work best i think we'll probably just get both and try them only out. the best for ivy Y'all thought I was going to put a cone on the cat. But then somebody, like, I'm like, how do you, what if she has to pee? Like, is there, and Meredith said something about unbuttoning it. I'm like, but you don't know when a cat <laughs> you have to, like, needs monitor. to, it's not like a dog where you let it out. Yeah. I think, I think it's Every designed, time she eyes her litter box, we, we run up. I think it's designed, oh, she's twitching, she's twitching. <laughs> I think it's designed so that they don't, you don't have to, but maybe some cats you do. So, I don't know, we'll see. It's better than, like. I just feel bad. Like the cone. They can't eat. She literally would just spend like a couple oh, weeks. the eating. Just like being miserable and probably trying to get it off. Yeah, because apparently they have to wear the cone for 14 days. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like two days of adjustment and then after that you're good. I read something like, oh, I'd never used a cone with any of my cats and had it. But like some cats do. So you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. But wish us luck. Wish her luck, I guess. Yeah. So we're... We're a little late to the party, but they made us they made us cancel her original appointment because of COVID. So, and we thought it was going to be right on the edge of when cats, I guess, first go into heat. Yeah. And we thought we 
we were very afraid she was going to go into heat. Apparently, cats in heat are nightmares. complete nightmares. I mean, she's kind of already a terrorist at night. And yeah. I was like, what is this going to be like? <laughs> like, for a while there, we were like, wait, is she in heat? But apparently, you like, you definitely know. Because yeah. they just go completely bonkers. So I, I think, think, how did you put it? You're like, imagine such a strong, a strong will to, to mate. <laughs> but you can't or something i'm like oh yeah that doesn't sound that's like that's it would be very it. enjoyable no at least not unless you can mate and then maybe it would be enjoyable yeah. but i don't know all right so told my story now we're gonna tell alex's story um so we'll just i'll do it the same way i'll just ask you some questions and if there's anything you want to talk about specifically talk about that we'll do um okay so i was 27 28 when i came out how old were you i was oh let's see here or i think i was 25 i was in my last year of law school so yeah it would have been 25 going on 26 why so late um, similar to kind of what you mentioned, I I was so in up until high school. I don't think I even like noticed boys or girls or any desire to be in a relationship with somebody other than you know friends to play sports with. I was so engrossed in sports. I also was excelling in school, but I think I excelled in school because it allowed me to do like sports just to a high level, like. Um, my parents were very strict in like my gra- having good grades and really like were adamant about me getting a good education. They're both lawyers and they see the value in having a good education. So they kind of held that to a certain standard. And so for me to be able to um, ski and play golf and play soccer and run and do all these other sports, I had to have good enough grades. And it wasn't until probably university where I kind of noticed, like, okay, kind of what what you said, like, that's kind of when, like, people really kind of start dating. And I guess, yeah, like, just, it's just, it becomes, like, a bigger part of, like, life. And that's when I kind of started being like, okay, wait a sec. Um... What did you do? Did you date anyone before? Before university? No. What about during? I dated somebody during. It was a guy on my ski team. He was actually from Norway. Very good looking. Of course. I'm not bragging. Just stating a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was a great, he was a great person. Um, But it was, I mean, it wasn't, we were really good friends. Like, I mean, we were dating. It wasn't the best relationship, at least from my part, just because, you know, that lasted probably for about a year. I didn't know it lasted that long. Yeah. Huh. But we were spending a lot of time together. Just um, We were both on the ski team. Um, I went to University of Alaska. And I remember getting to university. And again, similar to you, I didn't grow up with really any exposure to anybody gay. And when I went to university, I met a couple of gay people a guy and I knew a girl on the basketball team and I think there were some other girls in the basketball team and I it kind of was kind of like hmm 
Hmm. They do exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the M&M's commercial. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, you dated one person. You date anybody else? You're smiling at me. <laughs> Answer the question. Okay, else. I um Yes. After university, I came back to Calgary, where we reside now, and I found CrossFit. And I started dating a guy that I met through CrossFit. He was actually the coach at the gym that I started at. And we got along really well. Like I had, I had lost, I lost my sister to cancer in my, going into my last year, my, um, what do you call last year of university? Senior Senior year. year. Going into my senior year, like just about two weeks before I left to go back to Alaska for my senior year. And thinking that I was fine, like I wasn't a very emotional person. I was very, very reserved, like didn't really share anything. Like, I mean, my mom just like I had, I think she just, I always had not necessarily secrets, but I just didn't really talk about anything that was personal. And we kind of developed me or so this guy, like we developed a good relationship because I was really into CrossFit. He was really into CrossFit. He had just, he was in the military. And I think, and so we had both kind of been through some trauma, totally different trauma, but you can still, you know, develop a relationship based on that. So I was kind of messed up from um, losing my sister. And then I had graduated from university. I was back home kind of taking a year off because I definitely needed a year. I was, like I said, there was some, some just emotional stuff I wanted to deal with and spend time with my family. Um, before trying to get into law school and I dated him for it wasn't even that long it was probably like four months and that was a bit of a that's kind of when I was like all right I'm I don't think I'm capable of being in a relationship with a man like it 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 made me uncomfortable it made me feel I felt bad like I, I, I tried I tried and I had this friendship and it was I was trying to kind of focus on that like I I do really like hanging out with this person it just there wasn't that like that deeper connection for me like he really liked me and I felt safe and I just but I just couldn't um I felt I don't yeah I just it didn't feel right something was missing Mm -hmm. Mm. um so I ended that relationship I know it I think it hurt him quite a bit it was I felt quite bad um and that was just as I was starting law school. So I was up in Edmonton, which is three hours from Calgary. And I went through my first year of law school, like just single, like just totally so consumed by school. Um, again, like, and CrossFit. <clears throat> I didn't, again, really like entertain any ideas of, of dating. Didn't didn't really, like, a, it wasn't really a big issue. I just kind of pushed it aside, like, swept it under the rug like I had been doing for you know many years already and then I I was in my second year of law school and there were two new uh first year law students two girls who were both very pretty and they were gay and like they they made it clear and I don't I like ended up becoming friends with them like you know so weird (laughs) go on you know, it was like total fluke. I didn't do didn't anything. <laughs> seek it out at all. Definitely didn't follow or stalk them. No. 
I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I was smooth about it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I think that's when I kind of started realizing, like, um, yeah, I was definitely like, this is something that I kind of needed to address. And I was interested in addressing it. Like, it was exciting. Mm. Scary, but exciting. Um, and then from there, I, uh, they kind of like, I think they kind of knew, like, I don't, they who they those two girls oh okay yeah and there were there was a guy too they were friends with who was also gay and they were super smart like really good students and i um we just like yeah we we became friends and then they started inviting me to the gay bar (laughs) they knew yeah and i kind of i didn't go the first couple times because i was like nope i'm straight Hmm. just like you you're so used to just nope i'm straight yeah yeah. It's just, it's the response that you have for so long. And, um, and then I finally went and I started kind of seeing the one girl, one of them, but it was complete secret. And like, she was fully out. And I think she just got really tired of that. Um, I think for her, it seemed immature. Like she had already been through all that. I think to one extent you, 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 you can relate. Like I'm sure she related to the fact that I was like scared and but at the same time, like, is that somebody you want to be in a relationship with? Yeah, maybe they're For not her. ready to be in a relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. For her, I don't think she wanted to be in a relationship with me because I wasn't necessarily ready for that. Anyway, so that was the first time I have actually been, like, broken up with. And that was devastating. <sighs> yeah. How long did it take you to get over that? I don't know. It was also a day I got a really, not a great... Uh, grade on one of my midterm exams so it was like a double whammy did you have a like a breakdown i did and i called my mom crying but of course i couldn't tell her she was like this i have been really through <laughs> very a very extreme response to a midterm yeah but if you know me any any sort of response to a bad thing happening is quite extreme yes it's like the it's always the end of the world <laughs> yeah um and then i met Okay, and then I was like, I really liked the idea of having a relationship. Like, that was a very, I liked that feeling of having a relationship with somebody. Like, a real one. Like, real is for me. Like, having feelings towards a girl. So, I wanted to explore that more, but I, again, like, still just wasn't ready to come out. So, I went on Tinder. And... <laughs> or that, I'm actually just going to leave that for a little bit. Yeah, and so I started, I actually met somebody on Tinder quite quickly um, she was a. She's from Calgary. She's great. She's a. She was an Olympic. She, she was an Olympic athlete, and she was fully out. And like out, like she was a a total. Um, like she represented kind of like gay ath like gay Olympic athletes. Like again, like Olympic athletes aren't a huge deal in Canada unless you're like a huge Olympic athlete. But for for in that scene, like she was out and proud and was kind of like make you know like was, an ambassador she was an ambassador for sure so she, um so she like she respected the fact that I hadn't come out and I think dating her like it seemed like it was going to be a real like a real relationship like somebody I could kind of see myself with we had a lot in common and so I, I was still in Edmonton it was my last year of law school and I was driving back to Calgary it was a three-hour drive like on the weekends and stuff which I didn't normally do and I think my mom was kind of suspicious and I would like go out with friends with friends in mm, quotes with friends and like come home late and she was like 
what? And if anybody knows me well, I'm basically, I'm like an, a 70 year old woman living in a 30 year old's body. Like I am a homebody. I don't really stay out late. I don't party that much, like the odd time here. Definitely wouldn't drive Edmonton to Calgary. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be like, you know, spending the weekends hanging out with friends in Calgary when I could be, you know, in Edmonton studying. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I think she may have been a little suspicious about that, but never really kind of said anything because we just didn't have that relationship. We weren't as open with each other back then. And then I, I think I just kind of came to the decision. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm can you can you tell okay so this is like my favorite part of the story so tell how you told your mom and then how your dad found out okay i i i kind of had like i said i came to the conclusion i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna be out with it and for a while i think my mom my parents were the ones that i was most scared of telling and not because they wouldn't accept me but i think there was like I thought I was going to really disappoint them. And I remember when I was a bit younger, maybe maybe it was in high school or university, I thought, like, I, I can come out when they die. <laughs> like, because I, I couldn't bear to just, you know. Potentially disappoint them. Yeah, maybe. And, and <clears throat> so anyways, it was going to be, I think at that point I had told one person. And it was a guy who I wasn't even that good of friends with, besides like the law school people and the girl I was dating. But I had actually said like, I'm gay to somebody. It was a guy I did CrossFit with. He was gay. And I wasn't even that good of friends with him, but I just felt safe. Cause it was like, I don't, I just wanted to sit, like say it. And even that was extremely nerve wracking. Mm. But like you said, it kind of like lifted a weight. and was like, okay, you have the ability to do this. It's received positively. And so then I was at the mall with my mom and I hadn't said I was going to do it that day. And I was, we were, I was the whole time we were at the mall. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to like trying to pump myself up. And I'm sure I was acting like a complete weirdo. And then I got in the car. I'm like, just do it. Just do it. Like trying to just get it. And so finally she was like, um, are you okay? And I remember the road we were driving on and I was like, yeah. And she was like, are you sure? Like you're acting weird. I'm not, I'm sure I'm getting the words wrong, but basically asking like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And so I'm like, oh, just do it. And I'm like, I have something to tell you. But I couldn't get the words like I'm gay to come out of my mouth. Like I don't, it's embarrassing to think back. Like, um, I like, I just couldn't. And so I just kind of like, she was like, well, what is it? And I was like, well, like I... I, I, I (laughs) just, I just, I, (laughs) you know what? Never mind. (laughs) So finally, I think she kind of knew at that point. She was like, well, are you gay? And I was like, yes, yes, you said it. Yes, that word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. I'm, I can't, I, I don't even remember the words that she said, but basically it was like, kind of laughed at me and was like very accepting just as I kind of expected she would be and then you know said like I I uh I want you to know like that's that's totally fine like the one thing that I think of first is like just exactly what you said like I don't think any parent wants their kid to be disadvantaged in any way 
And, you know, we're still, like you said, we're still living in a society where being gay is not all right. It is, but it's not. And it's still, it, there's a negative. And even still, like the fact that I, it, it was so hard for me to come out and say the words that it was like, that's an indication that like, it's not as accepted as you may want it to be. And I, she just said, you know, like it, it, I want you to have all the opportunities that like you would if you weren't gay. And I, I worry for you, not like really worry, but there's concern. And, um, and then she asked me if I was going to tell my dad. Oh, no, she didn't ask me that yet. But I, at some point she asked if I was going to tell my dad. And I said, no, you can tell him. <laughs> and she told him after I left the next day. And he messaged me or called me and said, like, I'm really happy for you. I, it doesn't bother me at all. And and then when we, she asked me if I, if I was seeing someone. And I said, yeah. And she was excited about that. Because, I, I mean, I think it's always exciting when you're a kid or someone you love is in a relationship or pursuing one. And then we pulled up to the house and she said, um, actually, you know what? Pack your stuff up. You're kicked out. <laughs> she was joking, of course. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, and then I told the girl that I was seeing and she was very like supportive. And from then on, it was again, like you said, like you just kind of tell one person at a time. I, I remember when I told my coach, Mike, it was at regionals a cup about a month later and I was like I, I have something to tell you like I'm dating girl I couldn't even I still couldn't say I'm gay it was like I'm dating girls wait I thought Mike found out because he already knew because he saw yeah no that was that was late yeah yeah <laughs> this is actually a really good story yeah it's been so long I'm getting some of the timeline mixed up it was the following year I had been dating Meredith and <laughs> she was visiting me and we pulled up to OPT the gym that my coach owns and I guess had like kissed and he saw it and so he told his wife who told my friend who told me after I had told Mike that I was gay and she's like oh he knew <laughs> He and I think I said, ago. I said, you know Meredith. And he knew <laughs> Meredith, obviously. I'm like, yeah, we're dating. Yeah. I th- wasn't his response like, I know. Yeah. And I think, too, like my parents have said, and it was very late after, maybe a year and a half or two years. And my mom has mentioned, like, you know, I think we kind of, like, we just, we kind of knew. I think it's, I don't think that that's always the case. But I think if you know, there are certain things that maybe you would know. Yeah. I don't know what it was that kind of tipped them off. I think it can be a combination of things, like interest in, in boys. Like, there was always a distinct difference between, like, me and Megan in our interest in dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sister was really into dating boys. She would be dating, like, two like two or three boys at a time. She actually had cancer, and she had two guys going up, like... Amazing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so she picked up for my slack. Yeah. She was like, I got you covered. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, what was the story? How did your granddad, how did Walter find out? Um, I had gone, oh, so I went to Hawaii, I think. Was it the Hawaii photo? I thought it was something with, something involving Dave. Yeah, so I think what happened was I went to Hawaii. My mom, again, broke it to my grandpa, who's just older. He's, he, like, he's great. 
but any most older like 80 90 year old people are you know they don't really know what to do yeah. or like say about that um so i had invited my friend dave spur he was one of my best friends at the time to maui uh, my family was going on a vacation and i can only handle so much time with just my mom and my dad so i invited dave for the second week and dave is one of the nicest most like kind gentle people but looks like he could survive just fine in prison because he's tatted <laughs> like tatted up yeah um like on it like he i don't think he had a neck tattoo but he has a t- little tattoo on his eye and well, he had some up like the side yeah is that the one in the middle? yeah but like sleeve like it's on his chest and yeah they're really good tattoos yeah really. i mean and so i think my grandpa saw a photo of us four in maui and was like oh and I think my mom used that as like, oh no, she's not dating him. She's gay. <laughs> as if like being gay is for my grandpa a better option for me than dating somebody who's tatted up. I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> anyway, it was oh, kind it was of a, a bit of a joke, but it's a good story. He's, he's, he loves Meredith, so. He does. We're like, we get along great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think like anybody, like, who didn't again didn't grow up with any sort of knowledge of or even maybe isn't even aware of how things are changing today well i think you grow up i don't know i can't like obviously i'm not of that generation but you see in documentaries and things the way that that gay people Mm -hmm. especially gay men were treated back then yeah it was a like a criminal activity and so i'm sure on some level like you you remember that if you're that age and so um do you know hopefully you see it as a positive change now yeah i'm sure he does so yeah um so how did your life like how did your life change after you came out um i would say like i became so much just more uh, open, I guess for a lack of a better word, I was, especially with my mom, just, I felt like a different person. Like, I just felt like I, I think when I was hiding that such a big piece of my identity, I was hiding a lot more along with it. Like I, and my mom will attest to this and actually my friends would too. Like I, I was just, wasn't as secretive. I wasn't as like, I wouldn't say for you, like I've always been kind of fiery and will go from zero to 10 if I get mad at Mm -hmm. something. So I wouldn't say that changed much. I'm still like that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I just think like I, I shared, I created deeper bonds with my friends, like new friends and older friends. In fact, one of my, my best friend growing up, um, she's still one of my best friends. She lives in Vancouver now. But she, when after I came out and I told her, she came out. Not to me, but to her sister. And I don't know. Uh, yeah. Tell the, uh, the yard story. About, like, your, your dad. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I think I came out and then my, I came out to my best friend's sister. I have these weird things. Like, I don't, I have to tell other people and get them to tell yeah, so I so then Danielle, my friend, found out, and then she told 
just that gave, she had been trying to come out to her family for years and had basically struggled so much with that, had come to the conclusion that she was just going to live her whole life in the closet. And like most people, I'm sure. And I think hearing that I had come out of the closet kind of gave her the confidence to just do it. And so she heard from her sister that I was gay. And then she came out to her sister. And then we talked and we were both out. And like that, just as deep as our, our bond already was, it just became so much deeper. And then the new bonds I was building with other, like we talked about the other day, are just sharing like a a coming out story as different as they are between everybody or for each person it creates this like bond because you do you've been through a similar experience and I think so just the relationships just developed like just were a lot better connections yeah and uh, yeah so the story is I guess my dad was outside doing something and Danielle my best friend lived across the street growing up my whole life so we were basically like neighbors cross the street neighbors but we were both living at away from our houses at that point my both of our sets of parents still owned each of those houses so my dad was outside and uh jim danielle's dad was outside doing some yard work so he kind of like saunters across the street and was like so i hear alex is a lesbian (laughs) And my dad was kind of like, yep. (laughs) And like, I mean, a bit of background, like they're cordial, these, my dad and Jim, but like, and like have known each other growing up, but like they never had a great relationship. Like I wouldn't say they're buddies by any means. And then, uh, so then Jim goes, yeah, so, so was Danielle or something like it was like, so apparently extremely awkward. How about that? (laughs) What are the odds? Yeah. That's I like that story. Um, let's talk about your <clears throat> history with Tinder. Okay, <laughs> this is gonna be kind of embarrassing. I think really the only person who knows about that is Meredith. Yeah, I'm just really excited and, to get that and out the, there. So my mom doesn't know her anything, so she'll probably be hearing this for the first time and be mortified. But um, when I got back to Calgary um, after I I spent a, I took a year off after law school before I started working at the law firm and primarily to just do CrossFit. I was traveling a little bit uh, to compete and try to make it back to the games. So after I had, I had split up with the girl, the Olympian and was like, again, like I'm like, I just like trying to have fun, like was doing CrossFit during the day. And so I was on Tinder, back on Tinder. Swiping away. Swiping away, just and I actually had one I did a, mo- a shoot for a apparel company and had put one of the photos as one of my tinder profile photos so I got a lot of action from that <laughs> it's like full-on like not overdone makeup but the photographer did a great job with my makeup and I probably look 10 times better than I n- normally do on a regular basis <laughs> so um I probably went on well, let's just put it this way. Every time Meredith and I go anywhere in Calgary, or at least for the first year that we were dating, it was like, oh, I went on a Tinder date there. She, like... I would actually... We would run into people I had been on Tinder dates with. Yeah, like in the grocery store. We would, like, have conversations, and I would, like, we'd walk off, and I'd be like, huh. Um, who was that? <laughs> and it was like, oh, 
I went on a Tinder date with her. <laughs> or I went on some dates with her roommate or something like that. Yeah. So best I can figure, just just based on the number of times Alex was like, oh, we have to, we need to cross the street right now. Right now we have to cross the street. We just come here. I know there's traffic, but just run. I'm like, what the hell? She's like, oh, there's just, there's a girl. Um, I went on a really bad Tinder date with. Yeah. So I think from what I can figure out is she dated the entire city of Calgary. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did go on a lot of Tinder dates. The queen of uh, Tinder. Yeah. Tinder's interesting. Like, you, you do meet a lot of people, and it was fun to meet people, but it's it's hard to find. Like, it's not hard. How do I put this? Like, I think I... I mean, I didn't actually end up dating anybody from Tinder, except for that Olympian. That was kind of a fluke. Mm. I went on a lot of dates, and it was fun. I actually met a really good friend of mine, and she connected me with a group of girls here who I ended up playing slow pitch with and hanging out with a lot. But in terms of like actual like material like it materializing into anything, um, Instagram DM is where it's at. <laughs> Sorry, right, Meredith. You. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Tinder was fun. It was a fun little little thing that I did. But <laughs> Meredith likes to make fun of me for it. It's it's really funny. I don't know. And it's funny because it's not really me. I'm not really a social butterfly by any means. Yeah. It was every time that we run into someone, I'm like kind of shocked. Yeah. But. Um, I was going to say something about that. I can't remember what it was. Anyways. Um, oh, did you ever get the, like, you're, like, chatting with someone on Tinder or, like, Bumble or whatever. You get, like, awkwardly far into the conversation before they pitch you on having a threesome with their boyfriend. Oh, I'm like, oh yes. my God. <laughs> Stop. I just invested an hour in this. You're so annoyed. Yeah. So that, that was my, that was a lot of my experience with Tinder. Never did it, but... You just had an account, just talk to people. Yeah, I think I went on like maybe one Tinder date. It was awful. Oh yeah. The worst part is when you're you're having a conversation and then it's like, okay, I'm done with texting you. Like, let's move this along and like hmm. see each other in person. And like having that conversation, like being like, all right, so do you want to like meet up? And then it's like, are they going to show? Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever got ghosted. Did you ever ghost someone like chatting? Just like stop responding? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, like, oh, that's going to do like psychological damage to people. You're yeah. Like, Long term maybe. But like, I didn't feel like I owed that person yeah. anything. You're just like, ugh. Okay. But I remember when I met it's you. It's not like I, I would was... just ghost somebody after having a great conversation. I mean, they probably felt yeah. the same. I was chatting with someone when we met in Miami and I was like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> I stopped responding, but uh, yeah, she wasn't really my type. Hopefully she wasn't your like person. She wasn't. Your definitely soulmate. Not, definitely not. Okay. That's good. But, um, what else? Um, what do you find? Okay. So this is something we could talk about. We didn't talk about it in mine. Uh, like, tra- like traveling, being in a gay relationship how do you find you're interacted with socially that's different than a like a straight relationship? Like, what do people like assumptions? Like, what's yeah the most uh, egregious or annoying thing that you deal with or we deal with? Um, as much as I'm comfortable with who I am now and I've been out for a while and I like love this relationship, I don't necessarily think about it being like a gay relationship anymore. It's just like Meredith, like our relationship. 
so but it definitely is mm, a little bit more highlighted when we're traveling like when you show up at a hotel and they're kind of like um so root and then you'll like i'll be standing behind and they're like are you to are you are you waiting or do you have your own reservation? I'm like, nope, because Meredith, and then she'll be like, a king bed, please. And it's like, there's always like an awkward Yeah, or though like you're standing there and it's like clearly we're sharing a room and it's a king bed. And they're like, oh, uh, well, you know, this is a king, right? Yeah. And we're like, yeah. No, yeah, we know. We put pillows in between us. It's one of those kings that separates though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty annoying. That's probably the um, big one. I think, like, we'll... We will show up... And it's hard to know, like, what... If it's somebody who's done this on purpose or what. Or just not thought. But we'll show up for something where somebody's booked a room. And for us. Like, for, for CrossFit or, like, some... You know. If there's an organization who's flying us somewhere to do something. Like a like for photo shooter... And they the book is a hotel room, and they book two beds. It's almost always a double. And I'm like, I can't. I don't like it. Doesn't bother me, but I'm like, okay, did they, they know that we're a couple? Like, if <clears throat> if it were a heterosexual couple, would they have done that? Or is that just like standard standard procedure? procedure like you just book, or like they didn't do it, and it was just like book a room. Yeah, and that's the standard room. Like I don't know. Yep. But then it's like you have to go through the whole thing like, okay, is it possible for us to move to a king bed, a room with a king bed? I always hate doing that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like, I wouldn't say, like at restaurants and stuff, like I don't, it's like one one bill or two. Yeah. But I mean, to, you'd get that anyways with two people. Yeah. We have to tell rental car companies that you're my significant other. Yeah. One thing, like, I, I would say is, and I don't know if I'm just a very conscientious person or what, like, I don't find being gay is a, is, has, is hinders me in what I'm doing right now. And, but I will still meet people and I, and I don't feel very comfortable still saying, like, my girlfriend or, like, it's like I'm, I'm, I have to come out again. It's like you're constantly coming out. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, I don't think it ever ends. And I don't know, like, I, it is getting easier. But it's still, because I can at least say it now. Yeah. But it's still like, oh, it's like every time you have to have one of those conversations with somebody in a hotel or something, you're coming out. It's yeah. like, yeah, um, I date girls. She's right there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just not something that heterosexual couples have to deal with. It's not like, oh yeah, I date. I'm a guy. I date girls. Yeah. She's there. <laughs> like, of course, it's just the assumption. So you're yeah. just constantly, constantly coming out. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about that in a yeah. while. But, um, yeah, like, day-to-day life is pretty unaffected, I'd say. It wasn't, yeah, and when you come out of the closet, at least for me, you start to meet more, like, again, you meet, and I don't, this isn't, I wouldn't attribute this to Tinder. It was just, you just start meeting more people who are like you, like, who are gay or um, and you start realizing like there are gay lawyers and gay and it just kind of makes you feel okay and like that was even before I was gay like you start realizing like okay you can be gay like I don't know why I grew up 
I don't think this has anything to do with like my parents not doing a good job. It's just like you just you don't see it. It's unfortunate that like at least I hope that people aren't it's not as bad or it wasn't even bad. I wouldn't say that. I hope that people maybe didn't experience this to, to the same degree. But the thoughts like I can't be gay and be a lawyer. I can't be gay and like be a really good athlete. Like I can't. And that's so not true. Yeah, it's so not true. Um, but for some reason that was like what I, what I would think. Yeah. I think when you're not shown that you like, when you don't see it, you don't realize you can think another way, Mm -hmm. which is sort of the same thing that happened to me, I guess, to an extent. Yeah. Similar. Um, what do you think is the gayest sport for girls? Oh, um, Ooh, that's a tough one. I honestly, I think hockey. But then again, like I know like a lot of, and this isn't something I've observed because I'm not exposed to like a ton of basketball because it's just not as big here. So maybe that's why I say hockey. But I know a lot of my friends who are gay are hockey players. Yeah. Um, I think I don't, I don't want to be like stereotypical or anything, but. I think there's a lot of gay females in CrossFit also. Um, just like at the top level, it's there's a, quite a few that we know of. Yeah. Um, I've heard ringette. What is which ringette? Is, it's oh, like I know hockey, it, but yeah. you play with a stick. Kind of like field hockey, yeah. but different stick. And then basketball. I always wonder, like, the question is, it's like the chicken and the egg. Yeah. You know, like, are you a hockey player? Like, do you... Being gay, does that kind of lend yourself, lend you to being like a team player, a hockey player, maybe like a more aggressive type sport? Like it's it's similar, I guess you could, with men, like maybe they gravitate to more feminine sports mm-hmm. like figure skating, dancing. Um, yeah, it's like, does the sport select for yeah different types of people? Or is it that the person just feels more com- like I guess it's probably a bit of both. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like there are gay men in strength. Oh, sports of course, and yeah. NFL. And... I'm just talking about like percentage, what like ratios. yeah, exactly. So I think it's it probably is that question like does like does the sport draw the person in? Mm-hmm. Like I maybe think... it's more of a safer place, things like that. Yeah. Um. I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there are a lot of high-level athlete, female athletes are gay. Yeah. At, at least I know a lot. I'm sure we could find a statistic somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it would be high. Higher than general population, for yeah. sure. I think we figured, like, your year at the games was the gayest year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the percentage, but it was pretty high, which is great. High school. Um, what is the most annoying part about our relationship? dating moi you as a person or you as a female i don't know isn't it it's like kind of first one then the other okay now maybe not annoying maybe uh challenging is it Um, that i won't leave or (laughs) of course no um actually i will point this out when you're and my mom has pointed this out too like it's a different dynamic for sure between us and also with our family members and close friends so for instance Meredith and I spend a lot of time together just because we work together 
we train together, we have one car, we live together, just basically we do everything together. And for the most part, that's t- totally fine. But one thing that's interesting is like I have a very close relationship with my mom. But like my mom and I don't spend as much time alone anymore. Like Meredith is always included. Like when I go for a pedicure with my mom, Meredith comes. And that's fine. It's not annoying. It's just, it changes. Like if Meredith were a man, would he be joining us for a pedicure? Probably not. And then it was also interesting. um, Megan, Meredith's sister, is getting married or was supposed to get married in March and it's now postponed. But it's like, okay, is Alex, how much is Alex included here? Like, is she getting her hair done? Is she, um, you know, getting her, like, it's weird. Cause I, and so basically I had to tell Meredith, like, pretend I'm a man. Like, I don't really want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it I want to, I'll do whatever will make the day better for Meredith and Megan. And, but I don't want to feel like there's an obligation because I'm a female. Yeah. And so I think. I think that is probably a bit challenging. It's like knowing but, where the line is and also that the line moves around a bit. Yeah. And like oftentimes, like when Megan will come to visit, um, you know, or even when I'm off, like we go on vacation with my parents for Christmas. Like I don't, it's not like I just go shopping with my mom and my, you know, Meredith, and my dad stay, stay home and watch sports. It's like Meredith comes. Yeah. And I don't think no, nobody has a problem with that. But I also, like, when Megan comes, I'm like, okay, you guys go do your thing. Because it's like, it's just, like, I don't, you know, yeah. it's it's making sure that there's other relationships are maybe, you know, maintained in a separate way. They get their own priority from mm-hmm. time to time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one interesting tidbit yeah. about, but. That's a good one. Meredith always says that everybody should date a girl. Every girl should date a girl so that you realize how crazy you actually are. <laughs> Which is not a debatable point. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, it's good though. I think we have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. We get moody. Mm-hmm. But it's normal. Um, and you get, you still get mad when I beat you and things. Yeah. The competition aspect. I mean, we could get into that in a whole different podcast. That's a, that's like another hour of talking. But like you're just, you know, being being an athlete at a high level, it makes you a very competitive person. And to be, especially in your sport, and then to be in a relationship with someone that you're competing with in that specific sport is extremely challenging. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's definitely probably the most challenging part. Because if you were a guy, it's like, okay, we can compete, like we can do workouts against each other, but like you're never competing against each other in a competition. Yeah. Or like vying for a spot to the games or something like that. Yeah. So that would be probably the worst, but we're moving away from that aspect of the relationship. We're not really competing against each other anymore. Yeah. We haven't competed against each other since regionals 2018. Yeah. We kind of, I think that's part of the reason why we've kind of navigated towards team competitions Mm -hmm. because it's much easier to compete together. And also we do great together. We, we like know each other really well and like competing together. So, yeah. And like as hard as, and we'll complain about, you know, being in position, putting, having to compete against each other, whatever. But 
I think oftentimes like we're really, I and I hope Meredith agrees that we're really lucky to have the opportunity to share those experiences. Yeah, I think they've added a lot of value to our lives personally and have really lent, lent themselves well to like developing our business and kind of a reputation. I think for a while there, you really pushed against the the dual identity, the like Meredith and Alex. Yeah. You really fought for for Alex only. Yeah. Which I think is probably natural. Yeah, that was, I was, I felt very, what was the word? Um, like you were not encroaching. Possessive. Yeah, like possessive and like, uh, yeah, I would say I wanted my life. I, I, like I was the, oh, this, I don't want to sound like I'm negative here, but I definitely struggled with, I felt like I was in competition with you in more aspects than just competition. Yeah. Like I had to share what was mine in Calgary with you. Mine being like being known as Alex Parker, like in CrossFit and, um, you know, she got a lot of the same sponsors that I had, and I was kind of like, "Those are mine." Pitch back. Off. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a pretty major struggle, but I I grew as a person quite a bit, and kind of just needed to realize what was important. Yeah. But I'm still extremely competitive against her. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We saw we see that from time to time. Mm-hmm. We get flashes of. 2018 every once in a while yeah the one thing that she's never beat me in though is ping pong or foosball um what else it's because you have a ping pong and a foosball table in your house yeah um there's a lot of things i could probably never beat you in skiing yeah i'm a horrible (laughs) skier golf golf you haven't seen me play golf yeah i don't need to (laughs) (laughs) you don't know it could be really good um, but you know, I always have my musical ability. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? No, I would say. I mean, Meredith touched on this in the last episode, but I would say like, it is insane how much your so your your identity is impacted by your. Uh, like honesty? No, like your whether you're gay or not. Sexuality. Yeah, your sexuality. Yeah. I don't, couldn't think of the word. Such a hard word. I think it's not even just your sexuality. It's it's like being honest about it. Yeah, it's. I don't even think I know why enough to just be able to describe it. Mm-hmm. But for me, and I know for a lot of other people because I've talked to many people about this, but like. Being honest with who you are and just being who you are not only impacts like, oh, I now, you know, am in a relationship with a a woman instead of a man. It's like, it is, it goes so much deeper. And if, you know, hopefully that you're brave enough to do what's really scary and for a lot of people and that's kind of like be who you are. And I think that if you come out and you will be surprised with the amount of acceptance you receive if you don't receive 
acceptance from some people, then maybe ask yourself if, you know, those people deserve to be in your life. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can't say like, maybe you don't tell certain people, but I think try to make your life structured to in a way that allows you to be who you are. Because like, I mean, I imagine my life if I didn't come out yeah. and I'm just like, I couldn't even fathom like what, where I would be, what a, if you I had just to describe yourself as a color before you came out, what color would you have been? Oh, a dark blue, very dark. And now I'm a very, I mean, I don't want to, you know, sound cocky. I would say I'm quite a vibrant blue. Yeah. I feel vibrant in my own. I don't know if people perceive that. I'm sure people think I'm still, you know, angry and because I tend to be quite focused on things. But yeah. um, I think it's. I'm, probably different like it's different for everybody yeah like we still i sometimes forget that like like as hard as it is being gay it's not really that hard yeah like we are still like you know you and um me we are like white females like we're we're the most comfortable version of gay that exists mm-hmm. in the world like when people point. like society thinks about like conceptualizing people who are gay like the like white female white lesbians are the easiest to conceptualize and like they're the ones that you like now you see on tv like you yeah. see girls in relationships kissing it's always white females so like i sometimes forget that like even though we're in a minority like we're, we're still in a privileged minority and like we're very easy to take in and so i think some like like there are people out there that are you know maybe they're men maybe they're mm-hmm. minority men maybe they're minority women maybe they're you know a, like less privileged in some way so it's like that definitely makes it harder but it doesn't mean that it's not worth doing maybe it just takes a little more thought caution i don't know yeah so yeah it's so hard to it, Meredith makes a good point like it's hard to sit here and be like oh you know be who you are and you know embrace embrace yourself and show the world and tell everybody it's kind of like can I say that yeah I mean I don't know people's lives yeah I just hope people if you're in a position where you can and it's safe to and it's safe to do it like I based on what I know and how much I've changed for the better like I would highly recommend at least taking the first step. Yeah. And going from there. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I think that that wraps it up. I think so. And Ivy's awake from her nap now, so yeah. she should probably <laughs> tongues out. Uh I really like this cat. Um yeah. I'll let you sign off of this one. I've signed off of all of the podcasts so far. All right. Until next time. <laughs>